Welcome to the Bold Dreamer podcast. I am your host, Christina Baranowski, and as always, I am so glad that you're here. Um, This podcast is really for the women chasing their dreams, no matter their life circumstances, and that goes for the women that are guests on this show and all of you out there tuning in with a dream in your heart or a dream that you're chasing after and not letting what's going on in your life hold you back because honestly, no matter where you are in the journey, it's messy, it's ugly, it's full of a lot of confusion and tears and what the heck am I doing and We cover a lot of that in this episode, and I think you are going to love the transparency today that we go over, you know, times where it just feels too hard. So you hop online and look for jobs, or you kind of accept jobs not knowing where they're going to go. And today's guest is Robin Radomski, and she is the face behind Blonde Eats, an amazing food influencing account over on Insta and TikTok. And our conversation is so fun, but it's also so real. And her story is the story that I love because she talks about how her path started in one place and she ended up in a complete, almost kind of opposite place. But that opposite place was in a job that she made up for herself and it's working. And that is my favorite thing to hear about and my favorite thing to see. And I think you are going to resonate with it so much too. On top of being a food influencer, she also is a full-blown social media manager for some really amazing accounts and businesses. And it's so cool to hear about what that entails If you're tuning in and you have a small business or are any type of influencer, this is such a great episode for you to listen to because she has all the tips and tricks on how to make it on social. So we chat business, we chat real life, we chat what it's actually like living inside of your passion, but we also have a really great time. Robin is so inspiring and her story really, I think, is just going to resonate with so many of you. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and take a seat at the table with us. My biggest hope is that you're going to leave this conversation newly inspired and confident in your own dreams and knowing that you can just do the damn thing. Okay, so we are here with Robin, and I am so excited that we were able to connect in this way, and Robin is just, she has so much going on, and she's doing so many cool things, and I can't wait for you guys to like hear her story, um, but I have to start the conversation with Robin, and I know you're a coffee drinker, because I see it almost every day. What is your favorite way, oh, there it is, to take your coffee? Oh, this is such a good question. I am a notorious coffee snob. So there's two types of coffees that I like to drink in the morning. And my coffee routine is very, very intense. So I either feeling an espresso with some milk foamed on top. I've been like craving that lately, which is very weird. Or my boyfriend makes the best cup of uh, coffee press. So he makes it so well. And, uh, and it makes the smell of the apartment so nice too. 
Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I would like love if Jordan, my fiance, had the ability to make anything. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm lucky because he's like the best cook, makes the best cup of coffee, so like I'm good. Oh my I'm so jealous. So you're a hot coffee girl. Hot coffee. I, I because I like to sip my coffee. I'm not like mm. a chug coffee kind of girl. I like to yeah. have it over like five hours. <laughs> it's like a ritual. It's so funny. I have mine here. And this has been, this is a huge mason jar, by That's the way. Huge. It's huge. And so it lasts me to like noon, because it's only, it's 9.40 in the morning here. So it lasts me to like noon or one. Um, and yeah, I'm a big iced coffee girl. So the mm-hmm. winter time, I can appreciate like the hot coffee. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So you like your coffee at home. Yeah. I, when I used to work in an office, I would get a coffee every day and I don't know how I used to spend that much money on coffee. So now I just make it at home. Seriously. I have a favorite coffee shop here and they make the best like homemade syrups and stuff like that. Mm. Like I had a blueberry Earl Grey and I, with, you know how everything is like tip now you tip after you buy, I'll spend like $9 on a cup of coffee. (laughs) This is insane. Oh my God. Whenever I like go for a walk, I end up spending $30. Like I, if I leave the house, I will spend money. Easily. So yeah. that's so funny. But also, you know, sometimes you just have to just accept that that's what it's going to be. Yeah. I feel like also when you go out for coffee, it's like a treat. It's like, I'm making my lunch at home. I can't really buy anything else. It's like my little like excitement for the day. Yeah, it, it is. It's like, it's exciting and it feels like such a treat. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I will never stop. But I will yep. never also get over the sticker shock of the night. Yeah. That will Literally. always be justified. Yep. Um, okay, that's awesome. Coffee is my favorite thing. So what – I just want you to kind of give everybody an idea of what it is you do and how you got there. Ooh, how, how like, long do you have? <laughs> I know, I know. It's like a really loaded question, but I feel mm-hmm. like it's so interesting to hear what's your job that you do every day and kind of what, how did everything yeah. work in your favor to get you there? And you can make it as long or as short as you want, but like, I love hearing the, the story of it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, so right now, I, I always find it hard to define what I do because I kind of like do a lot of everything. Um, but basically how I would sum it up, I'm biz owner slash influencer slash content creator slash social media manager. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically sum it up. Um, and what basically I do is a year and a half ago, I quit my job to start uh, social media slash consultancy agency and what my goal really is is to build out brands digital presence online through content creation through social media management through really good content etc and it has been a very windy path I am like known for basically having a lot of jobs (laughs) Um, I transitioned through a lot of things and I think I guess where it really starts is university and that's where I started to find my interests and I'll go into this a little bit after, but I always found it really hard to find my place and find what I was interested in. So 
my brothers and sisters, like I'm from a big family. I have two brothers, one sister, and they always had their thing. My brother was a science kid. My other brother was the music kid. My sister was just the smart one and who was the president of high school. And I was just kind of like mediocre. I'm like, I didn't really like love anything. <laughs> I don't know. I like did well in school. I joined extracurriculars, but like, I just never really like had a passion for something. And I struggled trying to figure out what I wanted to study in university. And luckily there's a program um, at a school that's two hours from where I live at Western University. And it's called MIT, which is Media Info Technoculture. I'm convinced they made up technoculture because it's not a real word, but, and it's basically, it works. <laughs> it uh, it's basically was just like a study of media and where it's at and investigating what the news is talking about, basically culture and society as a whole and really analyzing it. And the best part about this program is that I actually got to choose what I was interested in. And I finally started to get recognized for doing good work and being above average at things. And I, it was like that perfect moment where it just kind of clicks. And I started to take courses that I loved. I got interested in food writing. I did a writing certificate. And then when my four years were over again, I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. What, like, what do I do from this degree? And I was really at a huge standstill. So I, I'm a huge believer in fate and everything happening for a reason. And actually my university introduced a program that year that I was finishing school called MMJC. So media, um, a master's in media journalism and communications. And this was the first year of the program and they completely revamped it. So it was just a master's in journalism before, but they made it completely integrated to reflect what's going on with society and just to make it more advanced. And so I applied for that master's program, crossed my fingers, actually talked about me being mediocre in the entry essay, which is hilarious that they still took me. And I got in and that program is really where it just all clicked and like just set me on a path. Um, and from there, I got an internship at a magazine in Toronto called House and Home. And this is very interesting, actually. I got hired originally to be an online editor. So I was just writing news articles for an interior design. Didn't know anything about interior design, by the way. Totally winged it. Um, and <laughs> after three months, my internship was done. Again, I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. I love magazines, but this was at a point where magazines were dying. And I just didn't want to get in more deep into that industry. And ironically they were hiring for a graphic designer and I never had formal experience in doing graphic design I just I did yearbook in grade nine grade like 11 and 12 and I basically taught myself graphic design and they're like we need someone and I'm like okay why not so I did that for like six months and then from there had a bunch of random jobs in social media I worked at yellow pages the phone book um, at a point with like working with like 20 small businesses across Canada, which was really cool. Um, I worked at an agency at one point, and that's where I really got introduced to all these food brands and really where I started to find like my niche in food. And I also worked at a nonprofit with a hospital. So I had a lot of different jobs doing a lot of different things. Oh, and I also worked at a restaurant group for two years, which was one of my favorite jobs. That's where it all kind of 
was like, I want to be in food. I love this industry. And then COVID hit. (laughs) And I was working at the hospital nonprofit at that point. And I came on basically when we went into lockdown. So that was a crazy experience. And I just didn't love working at a corporate corporation. I felt very stuck. I felt very constrained. I had all these ideas that I wanted to execute and they were just like, no. So when I was still working for that corporation, I started to look for kind of part-time jobs and jobs that I can maybe switch to. And I came across um, photography and that's where I got my first freelance job. It was a U.S. company. I was like, there's no chance they're going to hire a Canadian. Like, who am I? To my surprise, like everything clicked and I got hired on. And from there, kind of just more people came to me. They knew I was doing freelancing. And that's about six months later, I got another client. And then one month later, I quit my job and just took on those two clients at that time. And then from there, just kind of grew. That is like so crazy, but it's so funny because I, okay, two things. So I can relate so much to being like, I'm just doing all the things and I've had actually a really hard time, like being worried about what people, especially people, like even in my close friend group, I'm like, what are they thinking that I'm doing? You know, like what is Christina doing now? And it almost like kind of made me feel like so I think I'm a little older than you but at this point like I should have exactly what I'm doing together and it's I was always doing something new mm-hmm. and it almost made me feel like I was like a joke I don't know if you ever felt that way like oh like I can't quite get my footing and all this stuff but then on the flip side I swear all those random things I did I call it like the snowball effect Mm-hmm. where when something is you talked about like fate and believing in fate where like something is meant for you it snowballs in a way that like you can't even you articulated it really well but it snowballs in a way that you can't even articulate and you're like I'm working at this hospital but somehow it snowballed into me getting a job in an industry I wasn't even in like I was mm-hmm. working at a restaurant group I have this great background but it's like the ultimate, like, I just have to believe in myself and be like, yes, I can do this. Like, I will be the best fit for this job. And I don't know if you felt it in you. It's like, I don't know if I can do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so funny you say that because when I was thinking about quitting my job or like when I was in like job interview processes, everyone was always like, you're really changing your jobs quickly. Like, are you sure about that? It's not going to look good on your resume. But I truly believe that every experience from every single job has made me who I am. And I, I have heard clients tell me that it's because of my experiences. That's what's made me unique. And that's what's going to help you in the end. Yes. It's so, and it seems like, so for me personally, like I have been in, finance. I have been in functional nutrition. I have been in marketing in some capacity. I have been in the food industry all within the last 10 years. And to somebody that maybe doesn't know my full story or like somebody on the outside that would hear that, they'd be like, what the heck? But somehow, some way, 
every single I talked about this in like the first episode where I told my story but like I feel like everything has been an integral stepping stone Mm -hmm. and somehow like the finance goes into like running your own business and the food in a weird way turned into like my health journey and I was able to kind of like take them all finally and like tie them into a bow and Mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing now and it seems like the same thing kind of for you where it's like you had to get one place to get to the next and to maybe somebody listening it doesn't make sense but you like really believed in what your like intuition was telling you to do Mm -hmm. and that snowballed you into like you're doing so much cool stuff now like you have clients that you're Mm -hmm. running their social media account but then on the same at the same time you like get to go to restaurants and like eat their food and like write about it and it's so you literally made up your dream job yeah yeah basically like that's the best part about what I do is that I get to craft it how I want and I get to now choose who I get to work with so I've made it a point to try to work with female business owners over the last year and yeah I I think that a common misconception or something of the past really is like everyone's path is linear. And I think that's why my parents, like they didn't doubt me at first. They were cautious. They were like, are you sure this is the right move for you? Because all of my siblings had this very, very linear thought out path. And I just always didn't know what direction I want to go in, but that's all helped me to where I am today. Yeah. I love that. And it's so hard I feel like it's hard personally to get over that feeling of like, I'm not doing this the right way. Yes. Um, Because I was supposed to be on that linear path, you know, for me personally and, and Mm -hmm. being like, okay, I graduate college and I get a job in finance and I'm there until the day I retire. And it, it doesn't look like that. And it's so funny because I have the hardest days ever and I'm sure you do too. And I want to like get into that. Um, But knowing I've had the corporate job and I've had that secure, I've been on a snippet of that secure path. Like Mm -hmm. I, the thought of going back to something like that, like makes me want to melt and like hide under a rock if I had to do that to avoid it. Um, mm-hmm. I will take all the hard days of trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing to avoid that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's perfect for some people. Like I, I have an older brother who is like in accounting and he's been in accounting since the day he graduated. He's super successful, but like, mm-hmm. I can't, I physically can't do it. I've had moments of weakness, especially lately where I was like, should I go back to full time? And every single person around me is like, you're you're not going back you know you're not going back and I'm like I know that's so thanks for calling me out I know but like also so grateful for those people Mm -hmm. because like bless Jordan's heart he was like at a training thing for a month in the desert somewhere with the Marine Corps last month and I hit a breaking point with Orkin and Ash like it's so crazy because January February always super slow months yeah no matter what like retail I don't know if everything else was super slow but I was still making money but it was like bare minimum barely getting Mm -hmm. by and I called him like 
in a panic and I was like, I need to get a real job. And he literally was like, don't you freaking do it. Do not do it. I just got chills. Oh my god, that's so sweet. Talk about love language, right? Like that's and honestly, I was like, I had remote jobs because because we're gonna be moving around. I had remote jobs pulled up literally last month, and he was like, "Don't do it. Do not Mm -hmm. do it. You're gonna hate it, and don't like give up on yourself." And then this next month. In March, the, the biggest month that Orchid and Ash has had since I started. And I'm just like, you. Ha- it's it's such a hard thing to not want to revert back to that comfort. Mm-hmm. And so when did you leave your full-time job, secure it job? It was August of last year. Okay, so yeah. you probably still like teeter back and forth and being like, what have I done? Yeah, so admittedly like December, January, February has been harder than even starting my business. I had, I went through a lot of change that I didn't anticipate. Um, at the beginning, I like knock on wood. I was so lucky that I never had to cold email people or outreach. And like, I always secured long-term clients that I felt secure enough to keep doing freelance. And December, there was just like a lot of change. It's end of year. And I actually lost like, I think 70 to 80% of my income in one month. And that was the first time that I felt that shock. And I was like, done. I was like, I, this is a fate. Like I I should just quit and give up and all this stuff. And like slowly after I took January kind of like as a step back and I went away with my family actually. And it actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise because it allowed me that chance to slow down and kind of reframe things that these things maybe weren't working for me and it's maybe Mm. making room for other things. And things kind of just like started to click into place. Like I had a huge opportunity to reach out to me like weeks after. And it's just like, it's like weird. Like I, I, I talked to someone the next day. Someone's like, Oh, Hey, I'm looking for someone. I'm like, that's weird. So those months were really, really tough, really tough. So when you had that feeling of like, mm-hmm. oh shit, did you ever like start looking for other jobs or cause I browse, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest when I'm in, when I'm in a bad like mental state of being like, I am not an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. I don't know who I think I am. I start browsing and I yeah. get on like, indeed or like whatever and I'm like what's out there for me and I shut the computer and I'm like I can't do this I literally did that (laughs) literally I pulled up LinkedIn I'm like I'm just gonna browse see what my options are yeah I know there's like a few really cool companies that I know and I like pulled up the LinkedIn too and I was like I could do this like should I yeah oh my god but I think more so than being like I'm gonna go back and do this from a standpoint of being like feeling like your back is up against a wall, it is almost just a comfort to our brains that the option is there. Should we decide? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's really, really hard to not like submit the application or stuff like that. But um, I've found in so many different times, whether it was with the bakery or with what I'm doing now, like 
in that moment that it's so cliche, I like, I hate even saying it, but like in that moment that you're like really ready to give up, like you said, you push through that and mm-hmm. opportunities that you didn't even know existed out there somehow find you. Like yeah. I've had few, like just fall in my lap in the last few weeks that I'm just like, why do you want to work with me? Like, I, I think that all the time, but yeah, it's crazy. Like I truly believe that at first you are like, oh my God, like what is happening? I definitely have my moments and I was, those were like some of the worst moments, but you just got to kind of, like you said, push through it and just believe in yourself. And at the end of the day, I was like, if something doesn't come, then I got to work for it myself. But yeah, it's just believing in yourself and believing in your skills and what you've achieved so far. A hundred percent. It's, and it's really hard to do. Especially yeah. because I, and I, I don't know if you feel this way, going from having a job, like in the hospital, you said, and, and doing all these other things. So you kind of just like jumped, like you had the background and you had the foundation, but you just kind of jumped head first into, it sounds like the world of social media and figuring out what that looks like. And it's really hard to believe that like you're capable or I'm capable Mm-hmm. And you you see like probably all these other accounts and like all these other social media managers. And how do you deal with what everybody calls imposter syndrome? Oh my, this is, this has been something that I've struggled with probably since I've quit my job. And it's even tougher because I work on social media and I'm constantly consuming that. And I see all these people like, a day in the life, like a morning of my life. And I'm like, I don't even have like time to go to the gym. How do you have time to do all that? Yeah. And I think comparison is the devil and it will just literally destroy you. And I've had so many moments over the last two years where I'm like, like you said, like, why does this person want to work with me? And I'm still trying to figure out how to get over that. Honestly, like I, I don't know the answer to that. It's really, it's a huge struggle for me. Yeah, I have a hard time with it too. And although I did read something once that, you know, they've tagged it imposter syndrome. Um, but it's actually, I guess like, a, I don't know the, the science behind it, but for something to be considered a syndrome, right, is only mm-hmm. a few people have it or it's it's circumstantial or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but they are like, we actually can't even call it imposter syndrome because everybody experiences it. everybody the highest ceos but they were like we i guess it was a a study that was written or something like that and they're like we can't go back on it because it's like been tagged and and that's just what it's called now and and everybody Mm -hmm. refers to it but every single person that is doing something experiences it and i was like okay i take a little comfort in that at least Mm -hmm. yeah Um, so okay you said like people's social media like you see their days and you're like, how the heck do you do that? Would you say that you've been able to craft like your ideal day? Um, what does your day look like? And is this what you always wanted? Or do you wish it like looked different? Because I know I struggle with this concept too. That's such a good question. Oh, this is so cliche, but I feel like every day for me is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But is it what I, that's really, so, that's so tough because 
I think one of my biggest, another challenge with being a business owner is that you are only reliant on yourself. You only get out what you put in and bless my father. He always instilled a somewhat toxic mentality in me. Um, Sorry, dad. I love you. Um, But he really like, he was a type of guy to get home from work and he's working till 10 o'clock and he's still doing that. And it is a really bad mentality to have where it's like grinding till 10 o'clock. And I've kind of tried over the last few months to take more time for myself. So that's been a huge struggle for me is actually carving out time in the day that is primarily for me because I'm like, I, I kind of frame it as like exam season. Any free time that I have should be working on my business. I'm always grind. I'm always like in flight or flight mode. And it's a really bad mentality to have. And I admit that. Um, yeah. And it leads to burnout. And I think last year, a lot of why I burnt out is because I was grinding like from 8 a.m. to like 10 p.m. But that's kind of what you have to do at the start of the business is it just is. put in those hours and put in those foundations. But back to the question, which I totally lost track of. No, no, I love hearing it. <laughs> um, what does my day look like? I start around like 7.30, which is crazy. And I actually lie in bed and I do community management, <laughs> which is. is my favorite part. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I always said to myself that I'm not going to go on my phone till 9am but like that's impossible for me that's like no (laughs) so I start doing that in the morning make my coffee and I typically just try to work during the day from like 9am to like Mm 5pm and then hopefully take a walk or a workout class and then I don't like to work at night anymore sometimes I work on the weekends but like I really try to take that time for myself to watch shows um and do things I love. But yeah, it's pretty much like whatever needs to be done. My favorite days are the days where I get to like get out of my house because I work from home, obviously. And content days are like so fun. So what content days mean is like, for example, a brand reaches out and it was like, we need a repertoire of like 10 videos. We want your raw videos. Can you come in and shoot? And like, those days are just exciting because you never know what to expect. And you kind of just go in being like, I can't believe this is my job basically. Like I'm literally just like in a restaurant filming food being served. Like it's just, sometimes it's a pinch me moment. Yeah. And then do you get to eat the food? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is dangerous for my diet. It's fine. It's fine. It's worth it. It's It's worth it. It's for the job. Yeah. I I, I need to know what I'm writing about. I got to taste it. Like the whole experience. Exactly. I find, so I'm still uh, working from home as well. And I'm finding that is one of like the biggest challenges for me mm-hmm. um, because I always thought it was like the dream to work from home. Like wake up. I'm the same way though. I wake up, I start working at like seven 30, get mm-hmm. like computer work done. And then I do like the physical stuff. Um, I'm starting to bust up the seams to the point that I need like a warehouse space, but it's tough Ooh. because we like have so many moves that we know we're going to have that like yeah. I can't really plant too many roots on so like until like it's literally spilling out of the house I have to do it from here but so there's like two challenges with that for me and it's like one challenge is making it look like I don't do it out of the house <laughs> because it makes me feel like I'm not real 
So I yeah. don't know if you like experienced that. And two, like, do you, do you have a team at all or is it just you? And then you work with. Yeah. So it's so funny. I feel like I'm not a real person all the time. It's such a weird thing to say. Like I was doing like a proposal for this brand that I'm like, why, why would they go with me? I'm just like this, like 20 something chick from Toronto. Like, why would they hire me? Um, so I, yeah, I feel like that kind of like has to do with imposter syndrome, like feeling like you're not enough, but now I'm kind of like starting to gain the confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've gained working for myself is this confidence. And I've actually had people notice being like, you were so much more confident than you were when you first started out. You were so hesitant, second guessing everything. And now you're like, excuse my French, a boss bitch. Like, heck yes. You're just like handling it and like, you're just more confident. I love um, that for you. Yeah. Wait, what was the second question? <laughs> uh, that's a really great question. Um, oh, do you, so does, is working home, working from home, like tough for you, but then do you mm. have like a team? Because that's, I struggle there too, because I work with like a ton of outside people that I'll like, mm-hmm. uh, I guess contract in, they're freelancers as well. So like kind of like what you do, but I'm like, oh, I need brand design. So I'm like a great girl for that. But I don't have like a team that I work with. So I I struggle a little bit with like the loneliness of yeah. working by myself. Like I love bouncing ideas off other people and I don't have like a, a, a permanent team yet. So do mm-hmm. you have that? And yeah. how do you kind of like deal with, if you don't have that, filling that void? If you feel yeah. it too, if you feel it too. I completely feel it. And everyone's always like, I want to work from home. I want to work from home. And I'm like, I'm kind of sick of working from home. And so the way I work is primarily I've been working solo. And sometimes I hire freelancers to help out if I'm swamped, but primarily it is on my own. And I find that that's one of the biggest problems is that I'm not able to balance or collaborate with people. I'm so lucky that all my clients I'm able to kind of work with them and ideate and all that stuff, but it's just not the same. Yeah. It's just not like I miss being in the office and having that collegial kind of feeling and it gets, it gets really lonely here. Like that's so lonely. It's, it's so quiet. And I'm thankful that like my sister is nearby, I go visit her, but like, it's lonely. It's really lonely. Yeah, I think a lot of people have, and I always did, like, I remember I did this exercise, I did a, like, a mentor program a few years ago, and I did this exercise of, like, design your day, and it was, like, work from home, you know, start work at this time, and then have, like, a free afternoon, and it's so funny, like, I'm so grateful that when I want something, I kind of make it happen and I realized like it was honestly just like a few weeks ago and I was like oh my god I have that design day like it is mine mm-hmm. but I now wish I could change it a little bit you know and and um, I'm so ready to like have a team and I would love to like have internal people that like you said like yeah. bouncing ideas off people and and the camaraderie that you get of working with people when I had my bakery I had like a team of I think I, when I had the most employees, it was like six or seven of us. And yeah. it was just like having a little family. Yeah. And I really have a hard time like 
just being like, okay, like let's hype ourselves up to go do this now. Or like, you know, like, um, and, and I struggle too with the giving myself grace of knowing I need rest. Like I've been very tired for some reason the last two days. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I could lay down and take a nap. And then like my brain is like, like Jordan is at work for 12 hours a day and he has to go in and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can't be laying down. Like you could be doing something. And it sounds like you struggle with that same thing, but like we're entitled to be tired too. It's great. Like it goes back to like what you get out, what you put in. And that's what I struggle with being like, this isn't due tomorrow, Robin. You can go take a walk for an hour. Like, just like stop stressing out but like that's the type of stuff that like gives me a lot of anxiety is like balancing that working but also balancing that time for yourself and that's why I got so burnt out is because I wasn't giving that time back to myself and focusing yeah. on that especially if it's like within quote-unquote working hours mm-hmm. like yeah. god forbid oh, yeah. you do something at 2 p.m and you're just like, I shouldn't be doing this. And you like attach a bad energy to whatever should be good for you. Yeah, that is literally spot on because sometimes I do like, I'll later work a class at like 9, 30, 10, but I'm like, I feel so icky and guilty and like, <laughs> but then again, I just work from 7.30 a.m. to 9 o'clock a.m. So like, yeah. Robin, you're okay. And you know, you're trying to take weekends off, but you're probably still picking up, like checking in on things and in your brain, you've like equated it to like, oh, this doesn't count as real work. Like, yes, but it's totally still work. It's totally still work. And that's also a huge problem with social media is that I struggled with turning off. And I think like with people getting emails all the time, like I'm getting social media notifications. I'm posting at 8am in the morning at nine o'clock at night, almost every day. Like it's always on and I struggle with turning my brain off even at night, even at like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, I'll just like do a few more commenting or I'll just like check in on that TikTok video. Yeah. Like it's not a big deal. It's not real work. Yeah. So you have your own, uh, your own social media account. That's Mm -hmm. like pretty big. You just hit uh, 10,000. Yeah. On both TikTok and Instagram. Yes. Amazing. (laughs) At the same time. Really? Yeah, which is like literally a week within each other, which is crazy because I spent 10 years on Instagram and two years on TikTok. That's insane. Yeah. But also so cool. And It's really cool. So you have that and Mm -hmm. that's for like your food and your like influencing part. And then how many accounts are you? Because I'm just imagining all these notifications coming in. Oh my God. I have a hard time and I have like teeny tiny followings, right? And I post something and if it happens to get traction or if I post a story that like everybody wants to respond to, I get like overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So how many accounts are you managing? What's like the cumulative number of people that are messaging you at all times? Oh my God. Like it's, it's a lot. Like I, I feel like that's why I'm antisocial because I like talk to so many people on the internet. All day. (laughs) Um, Right now, I only am managing one account, which is so nice. Yes. Um, at one point, at, when I was at the restaurant group, I was managing 10 accounts at once, which oh. was absolutely insane. Insane. Oh but they weren't that popular. Um, I would say during, like, my freelance, the max I was doing at one point was, like, five, mm-hmm. like, to a point where I had to log out of my accounts and log back in when yeah. I had to it, Yeah, it's brutal. 
So do you let your notifications come in all day, or do you? I, have tr- a, like, I turned muted... it off. Okay. Turned it off. Yeah. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So right now, do they come in, or they're turned off still? Turned off. Okay, so you yeah. like have you've like carved time into your day to like okay, I'll go in and yeah. seven thirty is that seven thirty when you're like mm-hmm. yeah. and periodically throughout the day. Yeah. How do you deal with negative? negative do you get a ton of that or thankfully no so I used to work on an account and I will not name names but it is notorious for being really hated um interesting so I want to know so much I'll tell you offline (laughs) um so we actually had to shut down our TikTok account because we got so many negative messages and we had like people posting videos on TikTok hating on the account and like spreading all these rumors. Yeah. So it, it, it's tough. It's difficult. And it, it impacts you personally. Um, when I post on my personal accounts, if I get one negative message and a hundred positives, I like, I get yeah. so upset. I get so upset. It's tough. I don't, yeah. I don't know how people that are like, front facing on social media, especially because like for your account, right? Like what you're posting, yes, it's food, but it's also you. So I can, it's, even if it's not even super negative, I can imagine like I would take it so to heart and like, I'd be like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, so do you, how do you kind of like balance that for, cause I know a lot of like people on TikTok, especially because it's so raw and real, Mm -hmm. like people are constantly like, I've had to take a break. Like I've had to step back from this platform because like y'all are crazy. Yeah. And mean. Yeah. Thankfully for me, my negative messages are just like really stupid and like they obviously affect me in the moment, but they don't stick with me, thankfully. Good. Um, And I kind of like feed into it and play on it a little bit and just kind of like write back to people being like, stop being an asshole. Like, like (laughs) genuinely, I just, I I just like don't get, that's why I like actually clap back and my partner always gets mad at me because he's like, why are you feeding into this? And I'm like, sometimes you just need to have a little bit of a sassy answer back, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's completely unwarranted. Like, this is your personal opinion and you're attacking me. For, like, the, I feel like the content you post is so happy and, like, so great. Literally, so I posted a video about, like, my five burgers in the city. The comments were absolutely ruthless. Being, like, you are, have no taste whatsoever. You, oh, like, yeah. are an abomination. How do you call yourself, like, a foodie? Like, all this shit. And are you it was serious? beyond. And literally, I remember someone commented back, and I won't forget this because it was just so sweet, being, like, this is her opinion. Why do you guys care? Like, relax. And I was like, literally, like, who cares? The things people get riled up about is, is like really crazy. I'm, like I said, I'm still like super micro accounts right now. So I don't like deal with a ton of that Mm -hmm. or really any of it. Knock on wood. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, But I know how personally I take things or like, you know, say, or like when I had the bakery, I haven't had this happen yet with working in Ash, but like if somebody was like, 
cooking was dry. It must have been days old. And it's like, I get up and I bake every morning, you know, and you want to like overcorrect and yes. like prove to them that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really commend you for being able to do your entire job on social media and being able to balance that because I feel like especially too, as time has gone on, people are just getting so comfortable, like being mean, being mean behind because they say it. And like, you have to remind yourself, I feel like, like they say it and just move on. Yes. Like they probably don't even think about it ever again, Mm -hmm. but then it sticks with you, you know, and like your little heart. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I find like, especially on TikTok, it's like very unhinged and (laughs) they just like, are just like keyboard warriors at the end of the day. Yeah. But it's like, it hurts sometimes. It does. Like, yeah. it does. There's real people. Has anything ever happened that makes you like, I'm not doing this anymore? Um, Or like, I can't, I can't handle this. No, or have you not? Not really. That? I think part of what I sometimes struggle with is like, I don't always like show up on social. I show up very differently than other, I guess, influencers. Cause I don't really call myself an influencer. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like how I make my income is through my business primarily. And my focus is that. So like, I don't have time to like show up on stories and I get a lot of guilt from that because I feel like I'm, yeah. And like if one time I had someone reach out being like, you haven't posted on stories in weeks, like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I was like that's kind of nice that you care but like I feel a lot of pressure to always like show up and those were the times where I just like want to take a break because like I don't show a lot of my personal life on social like there's so much that goes behind the scenes goes on behind the scenes like that I don't want to show and sometimes you just got to take a break do you feel like the way that you're doing your influencing account um for it's blonde eats everybody that you want to if you want to go find her like she <laughs> posts the yummiest looking food even the burgers that they you'll be hungry yeah <laughs> um, do you feel like with the knowledge you've like gained in running social media accounts do you run your ones that are through your business differently than you run yours or have you kind of like started to craft like, okay, social media can be done a little differently. And do you feel like you're shifting what that can look like for people? Because mm-hmm. I know like a lot of times, you know, Instagram comes out and it's like, okay, now three hashtags and yeah. six stories and this and this and this. And there's always a new rule. Do you feel like in the industry, it's like, okay, this is how Robin is going to do it, whether it's for like a hired person or for yourself, mm-hmm. or do you have to kind of like heed to those I love this question. You're you're trailblazing a little bit. I absolutely love this question because the biggest difference I would find is that I put way more effort into my client's accounts and no effort into my account. It's always like the funniest. I saw a tweet recently where it's like your account and it's like um, some like Squidward's rock in the uh, SpongeBob. (laughs) And then you see like your client's account and it's like SpongeBob's like, whatever house um yeah but that's so funny I I'm so fortunate that like everything I've learned with my clients have kind of helped me inform what I do on my personal Mm -hmm. account but at the end of the day I don't always have time to like invest that time in my personal account and 
that hasn't been a priority of my business because I've been fortunate enough not to have had that. I rely more on my connections done offline rather than online. So that's, I would say, is the biggest differentiator that I just like spend way more time and effort perfecting their strategy than I am working on mine. But it does definitely inform it. So you're just like kind of like learning through osmosis almost Basically. like you're doing it and then you can let, I think that's so great though, because I feel like if you were putting the pressure on yourself too, but like, look, you have done it your own way and it's yeah. growing. That's the and thing. I feel like, yeah. And I feel like that's so important. Like just in even conversations like this, right? Like things don't have to be done in a specific way. Like everybody else says mm-hmm. they do. And I think it's so awesome when somebody's like, okay, I'm going to do this in a way that feels good for me. And they still are reaping all the benefits of all the people that are doing it like the way they're supposed to. That's the thing. Like I always am told by people like, oh, you should post more stories, post, post this, post that. And I'm like, it just doesn't work for me. Like I just don't really care to show people like my morning cup of coffee, though I do sometimes. Um, yeah. But like, I, I just kind of really have to pick and choose for my own mental health, especially to yes. what I want to show and what I feel comfortable putting the work into. And I think the way that you show up, so I do a lot of like energetic work through um, like various people and work that they've put out. And something that always comes up is like authenticity. Mm. And I actually have like a few friends too that have social media accounts that have been like, once I started showing up in a way I wanted to, my growth exploded. And um, that's something I've even struggled with because when I started working at Ash, it was like a, a decor boutique because I was like, I need to start making money and I can't make all these products myself. Um, and, you know, I thought like it needed to be in a certain way, like, oh, these, these other decor boutiques show up like this and, and they use languaging like this. And I finally was like, no, like I have a mouth of a sailor. I talk a ton and I have personality that is like, I can show through, even though I want these products to be like as beautiful as possible. now that I've like shifted into only doing my own stuff, they can still be beautiful, but I can still do it in a way that's good for me. And even though, like I said, it's not a huge account, but in the last like few months too, I've seen growth. Like I've not seen yeah. over there. And I, I feel like it's just, you show up authentically and people, the right people resonate with that. And if they're not the right people, then you kind of don't want them in the space anyway. Exactly. Exactly. You said it so perfectly. Like I think people, what's going to separate you from everyone else is your personality, who you are. So being authentic is so important because at the end of the day, someone's going to follow me over another food blogger because they like me and they like my authenticity and they like what I put out and I'm honest. Like I And the way you're showing up, the way you're choosing to show up because it feels good. Yeah, exactly. And people realize where it's like forced or it's like uncomfortable. People like it, they, they know they're not dumb. They, they, they feel that through the screen. Yes. It's, it's so true. And I think that's just like a really important thing to know. And that's across industries. Mm-hmm. That's social media. That's just any business you're doing, anything in life. It's like, if you can stay as true to yourself, like here we go with the cliches again, but like, if you can stay as true to yourself as, 
as you can, like the right people are going to resonate with that. And you'll really see a ton of growth, whatever that looks like for you Mm -hmm. stemming from that. Um, so I'm so curious, would you say, I know it seems like you kind of had the imposter syndrome and you're like, okay, I got this huge client. I'm going to like figure it out. Do you feel confident now, like established in the social media management industry? Do you feel like either you could approach anybody and be like, look, I can knock this out of the park for you. Or if like a huge brand, uh, approached you or like an influencer or anybody approach you you'd be like yes I got this no matter like what or do you feel like you have to do better with food or like what does that look like for you in in the industry it's so interesting because I don't think I'll ever feel established um I still feel like this like little kid that's kind of trying that started her own business that's trying to kind of navigate things um I've had a lot of like pinch me moments since I've started my biz where I like, for example, this hotel chain that I used to like visit in the summer, I, I used to love it. And now I'm working for them and I get to like go up to like their like little, um, little hotel that's two hours away and shoot content there. And it's just like, I used to dream about going there with my friends and now I'm like creating content for them and like working for them. So it's those moments becoming friends with them. Yeah. And like, uh, it's those moments where I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like I've, I've kind of made it like a fact that like this big brand wants to work with me. It makes you feel good, but then you get those rejections and then you start to doubt yourself and you're like, okay, I still have a long ways to go. Like I got, I got, um, Sorry, I got interviewed for something like two weeks ago and they're like, you know, we're just going to go with a bigger team. And like those are the moments where you're just like, I still have a ways to go. I still need to build this out. But that's also exciting to me. Like I'm excited to see where this goes and I would love to eventually grow out this to become an agency or something else. So I I still definitely want to put the work in and I'm okay with where I am now. I'm okay. Yeah. That's so good though, mm-hmm. because it there's something to be said, I think, for perfecting, and maybe perfecting is not even the right word, but there's really something to be said for being able to learn in the moment that you're in, because it's like, yeah, you want the agency and like, I want this team and you want all these things, but just back to like the jobs that you held before, it's like, you have to go through all these little things mm-hmm. to learn and like hopefully you're like this I try to be like this too where it's like a rejection is more of like a constructive criticism where it's not necessarily oh you're terrible but it's like maybe this would work better Mm -hmm. and it just gives you an insight into something you may not have seen before and it gives you something to kind of like pivot and be like okay like maybe this would be a great direction to start thinking about Mm -hmm. where your mind may not have been there before Exactly. And I think I've pride myself and it's, it's interesting because every time a new client approaches you, you, you feel like you're in a job interview and imagine getting rejected over and over and over for that job interview. Like you have those doubts that start to creep in. Um, and 
this is a side note, but I think especially with social media, because it's constantly in a state of like what's happening and it's constantly changing that I don't think I'll ever kind of feel secure doing social media, which sucks. Um, yeah. Because it can literally change on a dime. Like a year ago or a year and a half ago when I started my business, I had never edited a video in my life. And then all That's of a crazy. sudden we have video being like, you need to do it to succeed in your industry. So I had to completely learn this new skill and now it's 80% of my business. So it's constantly about growing and adapting and that those are going to be the growing pains of a business. And it's just yeah. kind of heightened a little bit more with social media, unfortunately. But I feel like that's with every industry. Like there's always going to be challenges and changes. Totally. And like, I feel like a good way to frame that for yourself is you're you're literally one of so many people on social media that are having to deal with like the shit show of what what is gonna get um traction now like what is gonna help me grow what what is it I have to do mm-hmm. um so you're like not the only one like everybody is struggling through that yeah yeah and like it's really social media is a very tough industry to be in I think it's like one of the top three jobs that you experience burnout because it's constantly being on, you're constantly adapting. Like it's always about being proactive and not reactive, which is really tough to yeah. do. And yeah, it's, and it's always there. Oh, like your job is literally doesn't go. There's away. no slow period. Like I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Oh, I want to take some time off this summer. Like when's the slow period? I'm like, there's no slow periods ever for no. me. Like the, I'm constantly working towards something like it's not like accounting season or tax season yeah where it's like two months just like bear through so how would how do you work like vacation into your schedule then do you I I do I I do okay um when I kind of have my slow period at the beginning of the year I'm like okay now I'm gonna book a few vacations and I'm just very honest with my clients and I think a lot of them are very 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 respectful of my time and I've said to them like, oh, I'll just post when I'm away. And they have said to me explicitly, do not do that. Please let let someone from our team (laughs) do it. And I'm like, no, it's fine. (laughs) But it's like, it's so nice to have that. And people are respectful of that. And if someone isn't respectful of my time and me taking time off, then they're not the right person to be working with. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I feel like that's so important. And Mm -hmm. that's something that... I've really tried to work into my schedule too, because like when I had the bakery, I could not leave. Yeah. Like I missed everything. And so like I'm getting married next month. Yeah. Um, so exciting. Yay. But we're going to spend a week like with my family and then we're going to spend a week in Texas with his family. And I'm like, Oh crap. Like I can't leave for that long, but it's like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's just, we are in this like toxic, like we have to be there right. all the time. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a girlfriend that had a great idea and she was like, tell all your retailers, tell everybody like, look, get your stuff by this date and you'll have it on time or else you're going to have to wait 21 days for it because I'm going to be gone, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like the transparency. I feel like people appreciate and, like you said, the right people get it. And yes. they're like, please go. Like, don't email me about it. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Please take vacation. Yeah. And I think people also respect boundaries. If you're like, yeah. if you're very clear and tell them like what to expect, then they're okay. I always make it a point to over communicate to everyone. 
Like, yeah. I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're in the dark or I'm not responsive. So even with clients, like I always over communicate and I find yeah. that gives them a sense of like relief. Um, I don't really know what my point is there, but I'm an over communicator basically. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to this doctor appointment and then I have to like go do this and then I have a car appointment. <laughs> and then I got to go take a shower and then I go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, I, I have actually, it's funny you say that because I have started noticing I do this too. And I've actually started like deleting it out of emails. Um, not like asking for time off obviously, but like even when it comes to like apologizing for something or saying I was like taking too long or um, asking for somebody to change something. And then I'd always follow up with like a, because this, 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 this. And it's like, no, you know, it's actually okay to just like state. And because Mm -hmm. I'm that way. And, and what a lot of people like bring it back to is like working. I don't know if you were ever in a toxic work environment, but I was in quite a few and um asking for time off it was always a why or like it's like but it's it's my time like you said it's in my contract like it's in my package like why do I have to um you know and it was like such a nice change like we didn't touch on this but we met at photography school and like working in a not toxic environment I remember one day I like asked like Jordan was graduating from something and I was like, can I take a half day? And they were like, uh, take the whole day. And I was like, wait, what? I love you. I, I know. You know? And, and I like, was like, he's graduating and this and that and his parents are in town and can I take a half a day? And they were like, take a whole, take a whole day, Literally, you know? And it's, it's, I feel that need to say and like constantly over communicate to like make up for what I need or mm-hmm. what I'm asking for. And it's like, it's not, you don't, we don't have to do that, but I get, I get it. Yeah. I feel that. Um, so I would love to like wrap this up with just like a few things for a lot of these people that are listening in are obviously like friends. Hi, hello, love you. Um, but also people that have their own businesses. And I feel like now social media has kind of become like the new business card, (laughs) you know, like you have to have it in order like if if someone hears about your business and they can't find you online or whether or your website or your instagram they're like oh it's a scam or like it's not real what would you say are like the most important things for people that want to really like make a footprint on social media or grow their account or what are just some things new businesses established businesses that could be really good takeaways for them to start implementing pretty easily. Ooh, I would say one of the top things, and you're going to be shocked, is optimizing your profile. So I Hmm. cannot tell you how many times I've had troubles not only finding a business on Instagram, but understanding what that business is about. So as soon as you go to someone's Instagram page, you should know in the first five seconds what this page is all about. And I find it that a lot of businesses don't emphasize that. So if you're an Italian restaurant, have it in your description, have your menu as your first highlight, make sure people know what to expect. Another thing that you can start to implement is making sure that you're providing value to your audience. So what does that look like? It can mean anything from providing value in the form of giving recipe tips or giving baking tips, but it can also come in the form of just entertaining people. That's a huge thing that's happening on TikTok is that people 
are buying less products and they just want to be entertained way more. And it's not always about selling your products and selling, going hard with that stuff. It's also about getting that connection and working on that community. So like I said before, it's like really connecting with your audience and making it a point to provide them with that customer service. It's so undervalued right now. And it could be as simple as responding in a timely manner in under 24 hours. I can't tell you how many times I've reached out to a business and don't even get an answer. And I'm like, social media is one of the most valuable things that you can do to connect with your customers. You literally have a direct line to ask them questions. So like for a restaurant, for example, ask them, how is your meal? What did you like? How is the service? You literally get feedback automatically in like five seconds. Ask and honest. And honest. And that audience is going to form not only like help form your business strategy, but also your social media strategy. So I just think there are like little tidbits that you could be doing. Just be very conscious. Make sure that you're providing value. Make sure that you're growing a community and connecting with your community. And make sure that you're optimizing what people see. Love that. I'm like thinking like, what can I change? I I can go like on and on. Like there's obviously so many things. And I think one big thing is also not really being a slave to the algorithm. At the end of the day, like why I ended up growing and succeeding, I truly believe in Instagram is because I stopped focusing on like how many followers I had, how fast I'm growing, but focus on really honing in on those foundational skills, like creating content, being better at social media and understanding strategy. And that in turn will lead to better results. Yes. And to like your community that's there, like these are like your OG people, Mm -hmm. right? Like love them. Love on the people that are there. I don't know a ton about social media, like honestly, Um, but the people that are there are so kind most of the time time. and are there because like especially the ones that have been there since the beginning it's like you have like a special spot in your heart for them and um I totally agree with you on like just the community aspect is a thing that a lot of people like a lot of business profiles feel very cold Mm -hmm. and um it's like yeah buy this product not like hey like how can I make your day a little better yeah but like you could have so much fun with it because like mm-hmm. you don't need to be selling, selling, selling. Like people want to connect with a person. They want to connect like with more than just a product. They want to connect like with an idea and all like, yeah, I love that. I, I have a lot yeah. to say, but <laughs> I love it. like, I, I, love I don't it. think it always has to be selling your product. You can have fun with it. And there's so many accounts now that you can go on TikTok and see just yeah. brands like playing with it. like Barbie just started a TikTok account and it's, Oh. Like the craziest thing I've ever seen. Apparently it takes them a full day to do one TikTok. Oh my yeah. gosh. I've not come across it, but I have um, seen all the like memes of people making Barbie stuff. And I'm like, I've, okay. I've missed something on TikTok. I, because... <laughs> See that? Like, yeah, everybody's having so much fun with it. Exactly. But that's also, it's, it's like, again, it's not just doing it because everyone else is doing it. Like, does it make sense for your brand to do it? I've seen so many people tastefully yeah. do it that it's like, makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. And so my final question for you, and then I want to let everybody know, like, you know, if you're taking clients, if you're, you know, where they can find you, but before that, 
what is so this is another like my coffee question everybody gets and I want to know and don't hold back like what is your biggest dream for yourself right now oh my god even if it doesn't feel attainable like I want you to put it out in the world Mm. it's so hard I don't know that's so hard What's my biggest dream? If you would have asked me five years ago, I don't even know what I would have said, which is crazy. I would say Mm -hmm. right now is just continuing to work on my business, eventually get to a point where I can hire a team and take more of a role that's overseeing rather than more executing day-to-day things. Um, I would love to work with more global brands eventually. Um. This is like, there's no chance I would ever do this, but I am so curious about the restaurant industry that maybe at one point open a restaurant. I don't know. Restaurants are like probably the most toxic thing that you can get into. So I don't know about that, but maybe it's even like consulting on a restaurant. I don't know. I just love the food industry and I would love to stay in it in any capacity. Um, And yeah, I I eventually start a family in five years. That would be lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a dream client? You don't have to name them, but if you want to, you can. Uh, I'm going to say. I know you've had really cool ones that you've worked with already, but. I've been really fortunate to work with like really cool brands. Like I've worked with Vitamix. That's how I got my Vitamix here. And that was oh, cool. an awesome brand to work with for. Um, I, I worked on Bumble at one point and that was like so sick. That was really That's how I met Jordan. Oh, uh, really? I, I met yeah. on J-Date, so. Uh, <laughs> but yes. but I knew him before. Like, we went to high school yeah. together, and that reconnected us. Oh, so yeah. Fate. I know. Uh, and we always live, like, five minutes away from each other our entire lives. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, really crazy. Um, dream client. Honestly, I would – this is going to sound insane. Like, I would love to work with McDonald's. Like, I would love to. Yeah that okay not insane we're putting that out we're manifesting that is now in the universe and we yes (laughs) there's just like manifesting that in there's so many cool brands that are out there in the food industry that i would just love to work Mm -hmm. with so uh well i'm sure they're on their way (laughs) so say one of them by (laughs) chance came across this podcast how can people find you what if they like wanted help with their business um Obviously, we know like what you can offer them, but are you like taking clients? What would that look like? And can they just reach out to you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok, Blonde Eats with one E, no space. And I am always open to discussions and talking to people. I'm currently taking clients. So send me a message, shoot me an email, and we can see how we can work together amazing um this was great i loved the whole conversation and thank you so much for being here i love chatting and yeah me too um i know i feel like i could keep going me too. i'm like okay let's i'm gonna i'm gonna cut this off mm-hmm. but we can always come back yeah again um so yeah thank you everybody for listening and i can't wait to do it again